All of the fantasy audio sound effects used in this episode of the campaigns were provided by BattleBards. Hello and welcome to the campaigns the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is Dead Center, episode number four, Going Nuclear. Dead Center is our newest D&D 5th edition campaign podcast. It is being DM'd and written by the Caleb G, and it stars myself, Scott, Matt, and newer voice to the show, Paul. Now, in episode three, our characters learned from a small boy that had ran up to us as we had fought off some zombies in an abandoned village that uh, a number of our fishermen from Hayden's Ferry had gone missing. At the beginning of this episode, we meet up with our fourth PC, Quest, who is being played by Matthew. He is a tiefling barbarian. And we learn a little bit more about the missing villagers and where they may or may not be. And so we head off into the woods to try to find them. And as want to do in a good D&D campaign, we find more than we have bargained for. So here is Dead Center, episode number four, Going Nuclear. As you get back into town, you see a very large group of people right in the middle of town. And uh, the town elder, Vulcan Lestrat, is standing on a stump uh, trying to yell at people and, and calm everyone down, get their attention. Uh, and the three of you walking back into town see a person you are very familiar with, uh, the strange tiefling individual known as Quest. Uh, Quest is tromping around and working his town's folk hero magic, uh, getting the attention of the crowd and speaking to them. I lean over to uh, I lean over to Bruce Wallace's. If I hit him in the head with a tree trunk, would that make him a quest log? I don't get it. I sigh sadly to myself at the uh, <laughs> ignorance and, and uh, tiresome adventures of my companions, but but the the diplomat takes over and I say, "Why, yes, that's hilarious! Ha 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 ha!" In my best, most convincing voice. As you guys get a little bit closer, uh, you hear that uh, the, the the crowd is finally calming down a little bit, so that Vulcan can actually be heard above the complaints and the outcries of, of sadness and dismay. Folks, 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 please, please, please. Uh, I know this is a tragic situation, uh, but standing here uh, yelling and getting upset will not help find our lost comrades. Quest, 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 please, please, please help me. Uh, help me Br- bring the, bring some order and, and calm here. And he immediately sees the three of you walking in. Ah, ah, there you all are. Hurry, 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 and motions you all over. I hurry over. As do I. I, I get slightly in front of Bra. <laughs> kind of shoving him out of the way. I would politely take up the rear, except I'm not quite tall enough to see, so I'll politely take the <laughs> side so I can still see, but it's not a contest between me and all these gigantic people for a shoving match. I would lose. Alright, so Vulcan will bring the, the four of you off to the side and um, very quickly explain to you that... The group of fishermen that normally go off into the woods uh, at the time of the best fishing haul around here in Hayden's Ferry, they are all gone. Uh, there's about 50 men, and they are com- they have completely been taken and vanished. Only one uh, small child survived or escaped to come back into town and tell everyone what happened. Uh, so there is a huge uproar. Of, of families worrying about their lost husbands and brothers. Oh, God, it, it's happened again. This happened before? Yeah, like yesterday, remember? Oh, yes, yeah. Look at that. It's, it's strange that, that it happened twice in a row. I shake my head slowly. <clears throat> Please do go on, Basil Exposition, or uh, Vulcan Lestrade. Basil Expedition. All right. You know what? Vul- Vul- Vulcan is called away because of the... The, the need to go calm the townsfolk down, and his assistant, Basil Exposition, walks up. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. I am Basil Expo- Exposition. How can I be of service? 
I believe you had something to tell us, Basil. <laughs> Perhaps a mission? Oh, too right. All, all these chaps got kidnapped. You need to find them. Excellent. Angels go. Are there any sorts of clues that you have for us? Basil is from the town of MacGuffin. <laughs> yes! Uh, I'm just going to go along with this because this is too good. Yes! They were at the normal fishing place, which is that way. And he points off, away from town. Ah, normal fishing place rock. Yes, I remember it well. Basil, oh, I've yes. always been a fan of your vagueness. That's not the one that Bra was naked and swimming around in, was it? Nobody fishes there. It's full of Bra. <laughs> yes, every fish that swims into those waters just dies instantly. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> we don't want to know why. No one does. It's that one fishing rock further down, around the bend from that one tree. Oh, the one tree, of course. Yep. Yes, well, I'll set a waypoint on my map here and we'll just get going. Calm, brothers. I know exactly what Rocky speaks of. Wait, wait, you're going with us now? Uh, of course I am. That's why we gathered. Oh, okay. He is the town hero, don't you know? Cheerio, chip chip. <laughs> Hail to the queen. <laughs> and so on. I'm gonna have we'll some tea and, tea and biscuits. What? Sh Shalom. <laughs> no, that's Basil Matzo. He's in the other show. <laughs> Alright, so I, I believe at this point, having run out of annoying, tedious one-liners, we troop off into the woods toward that one rock where that one place is. Near the one tree. Around the bend from the one tree. Oh, right. See, I was listening to Basil because he and I have a, relation, a working relationship. When you're the folk hero, you get used a lot. He and I have a failed relationship. It really just didn't work. Okay, so you guys head off into the woods. Quest is leading the way because he knows exactly where to go. And after about 15, 20 minutes, you're walking along a very well-worn path through the woods. This isn't anything out of the ordinary. Uh, this is the path that the fishermen always follow on a pretty much daily basis. Uh, just remember that at this time of year, this is when the biggest and best haul of fishing can be done. So these guys were all headed off there. And this is a pretty normal thing. This isn't out of the ordinary at all. As you get to the main clearing where the river is, there's a, a big bend in the river and there's a bit of a natural dam that makes a good pool for fishing. Um, everyone make a uh, survival check or a perception check. Alright, we get to use real dice. <laughs> I'm so excited. I got a nine on my survival. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what my uh, perception was because it was bad. Pretty sure I got a nat 20 on that. Oh! The dark and handsome dwarf sees something. Wonderful. So all of you are looking around trying to get an idea of what was happening. And uh, Bruthwall, you start to notice a, a couple tracks on the ground. And uh, your raven on your shoulder hops up and down and pecks you in the ear and kind of nudges nudges you in a certain direction and you notice a very large pretty obvious trail of footprints human uh, and such being stomped off in one certain direction there's a lot of drag marks like people have been tied up and dragged along the ground you also notice that surrounding and intermixed with all these footprints are a bunch of uh, reptilian footprints, almost looking like taloned claws. I point this out to my comrades. What do you think this means? You don't think it was me, do you? I was actually about to ask you to check your feet and see if they match. We, we all obediently look at his feet. Brah, are, are you wearing boots or are you bear clawed? I would assume I'm bear clawed, but I will put my foot into the um, footprint to see if it's a match. Uh, it is very, very similar, but your foot your foot is about three times the size of the footprint. Oh, okay. Wait, it's your kids. Ah! It's your kids, Marty. Got to do something about your kids. Uh. Uh, you can see that the trail goes off in a very specific direction. There was no attempt to use any sort of stealth or subtlety here. It's very easy to follow these tracks. We will ask Mundus to remain quiet, but to lead the way. I remain quiet, and I lead the way. After a couple minutes of walking, you guys are 
going towards a bit of a mountain range. Not massive mountains at all, pretty much foothills, uh, but they're definitely rocky and craggy. The, the woods have fallen away behind you. You are in a relatively open clearing with small bushes, some saplings, long grass blowing in the wind. Uh, and you can see ahead of you that the path you are on heads directly into a cave opening. And everyone make me a perception check. Again, with the three. I got a three. Oh, me and Bra hanging out. I got a seven. Seventeen. Ooh. Hey, okay. Someone's eyes are oh, open. Got it. Someone is paying attention. And as you guys are standing there for a second, Mundus, you start to hear something. You're not really quite sure what it is. It sounds like the flapping of very large wings. Uh, and then suddenly, that that flapping of wings gets incredibly loud. Everyone hears a, a whoosh of air. And a roar like you've never heard before. Just, it sounds like metal on metal growling through the air. Matthew, Michael, and Scott, give me a reflex save. Everyone, I just heard a roar. Need a dexterity save? Yeah, sorry. That's an 11. Ooh. 18. 17. What did you have, Scott? 11. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. So what happens here is with a, a whoosh of, of air and heat... Uh, you feel a large body swooping through the air down at you. Everyone is knocked to the ground slightly. Um, Bruthwall actually takes the fall a little bit harder because he didn't see it coming and takes two points of damage. Uh, and you all see a very large creature swoop through the air and alight on the ground in front of you. Uh, this is a huge red dragon. <laughs> Mommy! Uh, it, 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 it sits on the ground, stares at you with uh, an evil, intelligent gleam in his eyes, and you hear a laughing that sounds more like rocks grinding upon rocks with, with a very evil taint uh, to it. <laughs> An evil taint. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Such a poor choice of words on my part. Mundus has like the biggest grin on his face and he's just he's just so happy right now seeing this dragon. Uh, After a a quick second of the dragon sitting there, he he shoves down with his massive legs. (laughs) And takes to air again, his wings beating and pulling him away. Uh, and he wings behind the mountains and disappears. All right, I'm going to run to where his footprint is and then measure it and go, it's okay, guys. That dragon didn't do it. I'm still standing there in stunned silence. What the hell was that? Could have at least said hello. That was non-diplomatic. I'm insulted. Would I recognize that dragon? His name is Steve. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I know Steve. Yeah, Steve the Dragon. Uh, he keeps sending you invites for coffee. You just never go. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Is this Steve? Because I'm ducking him. Because <laughs> I'm not into hanging out with Steve. He's clingy. Well, luckily, Steve lives the next mountain over. This is a dragon you are don't you don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Steve Steve has one chipped horn. This guy had pr- pristine horns. Gotcha. Oh yeah, pristine horns. Gotcha. And that, when, evil, uh, that evil taint. When the when the dragon flies off, Mundus is going to run after him, and then when he disappears, he's going to slump his shoulders and then come back kind of dragging his axe with his lower lip hanging out. It's okay. Uh, we'll find him. Oh, I was hoping I'd find another axe in his guts. So as you guys recover from this happening, uh, you very clearly see that the footprints you have been following disappear into the cave uh, that lead in that leads into the mountains uh, behind which the dragon had so recently flown. 
think something went in that cave, fellers. Well, as you know, Bahamut often sends me portents and signals through nature. So I'm pretty sure that dragon means that this is the right way to go. That or we're all fucked. I'm not sure what. <laughs> oh. The evil taint. I, I kind of think it might be both, I mentioned. But uh, I'm more than happy to let you guys lead the way. Okay. And I jump in front. <laughs> let us be off. I'll hook my uh, finger through his belt loop and let him kind of pull me along. <laughs> I'm drafting. It's a weight belt, so he's really got to get his <laughs> finger in there. All righty. So you guys go ahead. Uh, you enter the cave. Uh, it's a pretty wide uh, cave entrance. Uh, you can walk uh, two abreast pretty easily. You don't have to duck or anything. As you move through the cave, there are, from time to time... Uh, torches just stuck randomly into little nooks and crannies in the wall. They're all pretty low to the ground, but they're all at varying locations and heights. There's no pattern or, or set uh, lighting put together here. As you walk through this tunnel, you can see that there's very crude paintings on the wall uh, made with some sort of substance. You're not quite sure what it is. I want to lick it. Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. Tastes like poop. Okay, I think this is some kind of fecal matter, fellas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad Michael had video for that. Do I recognize the taste of what sort of poop it is? I'm going to say no, because I don't want you to recognize that taste. <laughs> that's really gross. It yeah. makes sense with my kid. I'm just role-playing, man. I don't know what your problem is. You, you don't know what it tastes like other than poop. <laughs> Uh, do any of you speak Draconic? I'm pretty sure that yes, I do. I would really hope so. <laughs> so, Bra, you notice uh, as you glance at these disgusting paintings uh, that a lot of the jumbled writing appears to be text you recognize in Draconic, but it's written by like a four-year-old. Uh, and there's, there's words uh, such as sacrifice holy, uh, our, our lord and master, uh, and you see very crude sketches of small beings bowing around a large dragon-type figure. But all the R's are backwards, right? Oh, yeah, the R's and the E's are all okay. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure we're keeping with the four-year-old theme. Mm-hmm, definitely. And there's no PH's. Everything's an F. And then at the bottom it says age four. Age yeah. four. Absolutely. Yep, that's that's 100% true. Absolutely. Uh, after 30 seconds to a minute of walking, the tunnel you're in curves around uh, a corner, and you're in a pretty decent-sized room. The floor is covered with sand and gravel. There are a couple more random torches stuck in the wall here and there, and there are four smaller cave openings in front of you. Four tunnels exiting from this room you are in. Hmm. How about it? You want to lick the walls and tell us which way to go? Just, just, just like uh, one, two, three, four. Um, if you are walking directly into the room, um, they kind of go. There, there's one to your left, two in front of you, and one off to your right. So we split the party, right? Yes, four ways. I mean, I've killed the mountain king, guys. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to uh, the, the burliest members of the party. The bags of hit points that generally precede me into any situation. Well, or I guess I could try and sneak down one and, and listen, see if I see anything or hear anything. Mundus is just staring at Bra, seeing which one of them is going to move first. There's no tracks going down any of the tunnels? I don't know, are there? Did you look for tracks? Uh, can I? Yes! Oh, fantastic, I will, I will do so. Is there any more poop writing on uh, any of the walls of any certain tunnel, or is it... Why don't you give me a perception check? Fifteen? Perception. What'd you have, Matt? Fifteen. Ah, okay. And what did Scott get? I got a big fat... Uh, Twenty. I got an eleven. Cool. Um, you, uh, Matthew, you find you see the tracks on the ground. Um, they are... You're getting harder to follow at this point. Uh, you still see some human footprints. You still see some drag marks that you are guessing are people or fishermen that have been dragged after they were tied up. But the ground is really starting to get 
overrun with these small reptilian footprints. And you see them scrambling all over the place. You certainly see drag marks and footprints going to each of the four tunnels. But you, you're pretty sure that there were more off to the one to the right, which is a little bit of a wider tunnel. Mundus definitely sees more of the poop drawings in this cave. Okay. And uh, he actually sees that along that tunnel to the right, the one that is a little bit wider and bigger, there are more drawings that appear to you to be of the big dragon-type creature that the small ones were all worshipping and bowing to. But Gruthwal sees and hears, uh, while he does notice these footprints on the ground, Gruthwal is pretty sure he hears uh, some cries of help from the tunnel to the left. Oh dear, I I hear some cries for help down this way. I think there may be, uh, this this, this may be where our, our friends and allies lie. Come quickly, friends. For Bahamut. And I will go down that hallway. I'm going to, Mundus is going to look down the more dangerous tunnel kind of wistfully and then sigh and then follow behind. I would have, uh, I would have uh, started following him once he mentioned uh, that's where he thought they were. We're together. Hooray. <laughs> okay. So you guys head down the tunnel. Uh, it makes a sharp turn to the left. And then opens up into a small room. Immediately upon entering this room, you notice two things. First off, you notice that uh, in the center of the room are some broken cages. And uh, some ropes that have been pulled apart. The second thing you notice is that there are very clear human footprints going down two smaller entranceways off of this room you are in. Leave <laughs> 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 we, we go down the one with more footprints along it? If our goal is to save the townspeople, that's where I would, uh... It's the best place I think we should go. Well, if you look at the two openings, uh, you see that these are not cleanly cut or eroded cave entrances. They almost appear to have been bashed into the walls. Uh, One of them appears to be pretty rocky and broken, uh, but the other one seems to have some plant growth. I want to listen to each of the tunnel and see if I can hear anything. Like Again, we we came down the tunnel because we heard cries. Did those stop? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and do a, a listen or a perception check at each doorway. Uh, I got a 14, and no, a plus one, 15. Anyone else doing a check? Sure. And Mundus is too upset that he's not going to go after the dragon. I'll take a check at each tunnel. Okay, that one I didn't hear anything, and the second one, I also didn't hear anything. So it was like I didn't check at all. I also didn't check at all, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, Bra, you are pretty sure that you hear noise coming from... The, the opening that is more rock-like and does not have the plant growths on it. Hey, guys, I think I, I think I hear something this way. Let's go that way. That's the way to go. So you guys uh, are going to head off to this room. You see ahead of you a longish room, maybe 30 or 40 feet long. Again, it is pretty dark in the cave, but there are randomly torches stuck in the wall. So you have at least a rough idea where you're going. The room you are in is full of stalagmites and stalactites, apparently just in random locations. Some of them reach almost to the ground. You kind of have to walk sideways around them. It's pretty tight quarters, uh, but there's enough uh, of a path to make it through here. As you are walking, though, I want everyone to give me a perception check. 11. 15 again. 10. 11. Okay. Uh, So you are navigating your way safely through the rocks. There's a couple close misses where something feels like it's going to fall on you and it doesn't. As you are about halfway through the room, suddenly you hear an odd little whooshing noise. And, brah, you feel what appears to be a large rock 
whiz right by your head and slam into the ground. All right. There's now a second flushing sound. <laughs> We're going to move past that. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so that you, you hear this rock just kind of slam into the ground right next to you. Okay. Uh, would my character know what a piercer is? Or a roper? It's a good question. Uh, what kind of knowledges do you have? I have nature of four. I'm proficient. Sure, give me a check. 18. No, 21. Well, you know what? You're you're pretty sure you. this is not quite a rock. Guys, this, this isn't really a rock. How would a bird even fit in here? <laughs> and, and just as Bra makes that declaration, uh, you hear some other whistling noise. Let's see here. Quest, what is your AC? 17. Well, if I'm not holding my shield, 15. Well, what are you doing? I'm not holding my shield, so I would say 15. Although if it's coming from my back, I would make an argument that my shield would technically be protecting me, so I'd still be at a 17. But that's up to you. Well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> the rock is falling on your head. Okay, well then no shield. Yep, and you, f- you feel a thud as something slams into you. Ah! Mundus does a 19 hit you? Yes, alas, it will. And Bruthwall does a uh, as an 18 hit you? It sure does. Alright. Uh, the three of you feel a, a, a huge thud on your head and shoulders as um, you take 9 points of damage. Whoa! And you feel this impact and uh, you you you've been smacked across the head by this this large falling thing. Ow! As it happens, I yell, "Ah! Oh, something hit my head! <laughs> something jumped up and bit me!" <laughs> and um, Bra, you actually realized what was going on and were able to dodge very quickly out of the way. Uh, you and you saw these things coming down from the ceiling. You did not react fast enough to pull any of your companions out of the way. Um, well, I want to, like, basically, I'm going to take, like, a half step sideways so it misses me. Whew, that was close. Oh, fuck. When I turn around and see that all three of them have been hit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what happens. You see these four, about five-foot-long chunks uh, smack into the ground. They look like rock, but after a second, you realize they're alive, and they start... Uh, wiggling and thrashing about, and you very clearly see a huge, massive eyeball with a, a snake-like pupil looking about angrily, and there is a uh, a large grouping of talons and claws, almost like a squid's mouth, at the top of this thing, and you're guessing that that's how it latched onto the ceiling before it flung itself downward at you. And why don't we go ahead and roll initiative? I have absolutely no idea what these things are, and that's surprising for me. Initiative? I got a 9. Mundus has an 18. 19. I have an 8. Okay. Bruthwall, you are going first. Hmm. Good. I, uh, I believe... I, I yelled at my companions, How far can this thing reach? I don't know. All right, I guess we'll find out. I start uh, steadily backing away from it, so I'll move... Uh, my speed is 25 feet. I'll move 25 feet further away if I am able to do so reasonably, and then I'll take a shot at it with my uh, lovely sort of Eldritch Blast. I'll, I'll try to get myself so that I'm still... Um, so that my companions are between it and I. Yes. That, that's sure. Like a good plan. That's absolutely possible. Does 22 hit? Absolutely it does. It uh, takes... 13 points of damage, and it is repelled 10 feet further away from all of us. <laughs> Holy crap. You know what? You Br- Brothwall backs up, lines up his shot. You catch this creature smack with the force impact of your Eldritch Blast. You actually pick it up off the ground and slam it into the wall it was next to. It thuds with a bang. Uh, it just feels so dense and thick. You imagine that if it had bones, you would hear them snapping. It falls to the ground and does not move. Mundus. Do these look like something I could use my speak with animals on? Uh, sure, why not? 
All right, I'm going to use my speak with animals uh, spell. Okay. I'm going to put put my hands on my, my fists on my hip and go, what the heck, man? That was a sucker punch. Your mind is filled with emotion and chaos. You can't hear a voice responding to you, but mentally you are overwhelmed with hunger and anger. All right. Well, I'm going to hit it with my axe then. Go for it. 23 to hit yep. for, versus AC. Since I'm using my battle axe and it's uh, battle axe configuration, it's going to be six slashing damage. Uh, you swing your axe down and around and you cleave off a chunk of one of these things. And uh, you hear you see a gnashing of the teeth and the claws around its head. And it wiggles and squirms in pain. The one you just hit will actually kind of lurch and try to... Uh, try to swipe at you with those claws, but it absolutely misses. The other two that are on the ground are unfortunately next to Quest, and they will again both kind of very thrashingly... Uh, they're, they're very clumsy. It's not like they can rear themselves up, but they are just kind of flapping on the ground trying to get close to you. Both of them do nothing, <laughs> unfortunately, though. And it is now Bra's turn. So I'm going to spin my trident around in some uh, trickeration, and then I'm going to actually try to stab the one that uh, Mundus is fighting because I want to seal his kill. Oh, man, that ain't cool. Go for it. Bam! Uh, that is going to be an, a 16 versus armor class. That is a hit. Okay. Three points of damage uh, plus three, so that's six points of damage. Okay. And uh, bottom of the order will be quest. Excellent. I'm going to look down at this little creature, which I still kind of don't know what it is. I'm going to uh, brandish my maul, uh, flip it around in my hand, and uh, come down on it and hopefully make applesauce out of it. Make that roll. Oh, 18. That hits right there. Excellent. 11 damage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 12 damage. 12 damage. Math is fun. Twelve damage. Math is fun. Not since Dawn of the Dead have you seen a maul do this much damage. <laughs> I don't know. I used to cut wood with a maul all the time. That thing does damage. Alrighty, that is a resounding blow. Uh, you feel the hammer very solidly connect with this thing and uh, smack into it. Uh, it reels back in pain, but it is still alive. Top of the order, we will go back to Brithwall. Well, do I target the damaged thing or the undamaged thing? There are still uh, there are two that are alive and damaged, and there is one that is undamaged. I, I think I'm doing pretty awesome so far. I'll go for the alive and one of the alive undamaged ones. Roll me some hit. That's a natural one. I managed to damage it not at all. Uh, well, unfortunately, you uh, fire off the eldritch blast, and you completely miss all of them. And you, the Eldritch Blast actually careens off of the rock you hit instead of the creature and, uh, and smacks into the wall, doing nothing. Mundus, it is your turn. Can I, uh, leave, will it be a disengage to leave the one that I'm currently attacking and go towards the undamaged one? Yes. So that will be my, that will be my full action? Okay. I'm gonna s stare daggers at Bra, just to give him the nastiest look. Drop my axe to my side and stomp off over towards the undamaged one. And you do that so skillfully that the thing thrashing about on the ground cannot attack you. Nice. And every once in a while, I'm gonna look over my shoulder at Bra and just give him a nasty look. <laughs> uh, let's see. One is on the ground near Bra. One is on the ground near Quest. And they both thrash about and kind of lurch into your uh, your shins, and they uh, you feel a bit of an impact and a bite from their their teeth and grasping claws, and you take three points of damage each. <sighs> Do not need this damage in my life. The uh, the undamaged one that Mundus was stomping towards thrashes and. Uh, and twists, but no one... Mundus isn't close enough for him to get to, so nothing else really happens. And it is Bra's turn. Alright, so the one I, I hit earlier did not quite die, right? Not quite. Okay. Don't worry, Mundus, I have this. You're fine. And I will attack. Uh, on second thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Uh, no, you you wanted that one. You can have it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I did the, I did the thing where I like tried to be really cocky and I just shoved my trident as hard as I can, but I actually hit an actual stalagmite, <laughs> not, not the thing. So it's sort of like pings off, and there's a little bit of sparks. And it is Quest's turn. I will uh, look at this creature incredulously that it's still alive and uh, bring them all up over my head again and smash. That is a 21. Now I'm using my actual good D6s, so let's hope for two sixes. Eight. Wonderful. You bring the the maul down in a powerful blow, and you <sighs> smack into the thing. It twitches for a moment and ceases mm. to move. Bruthwall. Well, I think it's going to be another shoot and a miss, probably, but let's find out. Oh, uh, does 19 hit? Absolutely. Right. Some freaking bonus. Jeez, Scott. Yeah, I know. It's uh I have plus eight to hit right now. Wow. Yeah. Caleb's a really, really permissive DM. I tried not to, <laughs> but he kept forcing bonuses into my pants. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah. I knew you into liked him. Into your evil That's, taint. Uh, Thirteen evil taint points of damage. Were were you which one were you targeting? The one that was damaged or the one that was undamaged? Undamaged. And you did 13 yeah. points of damage to it? Correct. Just firing out the justice of raw Terra from left and right hands as I dart between uh, stalagmites. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing you have the um, the one thingy that, yes, that knocks also, him backwards. It also repels him back 10 feet. All right. Yes, that's Well, luckily for you, he uh, gets knocked again into the wall, just like the first one you hit. And uh, again, it was a, thicken- uh, a sickening thunk. Uh, he slams back to the ground and stops moving. Mundus, uh, the one that was in front of you, is suddenly blasted back by magical force and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, glare at Bruthwall, and I'm just gonna sit down. <laughs> is, fold is, my arms. Is the orc paladin throwing a temper tantrum? Oh yeah, he's Wonderful. very unhappy. Rithwall, do you always hang out with children? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Uh, so Mundus is throwing a temper tantrum. Yep. And the one that was near Bra is still kicking, and he connects again with your feet and shins knocking into you. You feel the uh, grasping of these weird little kind of bug talons and teeth bite into your legs. You take another three points of damage. Goddamn little ankle biter. <laughs> uh, luckily, it is your turn. All right, so now I'm angry. I'm not going to rage just yet because these are more like animals than creatures, but I'm going to lay my trident across its forehead and then just push slowly with a 21 total. Yes. And then I will do nine points of damage as I just slowly lean on my trident. Uh, that is ever so disturbing. Uh, but it works. Um, uh, essentially, you, in your the calm of your anger, you put your trident right on that giant eyeball and just drive your trident uh, all the way to the ground until it pops. That's rough. And these poor, poor creatures are dead. They're dead, but they're poor? We've looted their pockets? They didn't have anything? That's too He's had rocks in their pockets. No wedding rings? Yep, just rocks. Hey, hey guys, huh. rocks fall. They all died. <laughs> you, just nothing okay. but a, nothing but a stony glare from Mendes. Yes, <laughs> I I clearly don't get the joke. Rocks are the holiest of things. Why would they fall on these people? I that, these creatures. I just don't understand. Uh, so I believe we move on ahead. As you guys revel in your success, you hear a cry for help from ahead of Let's you. Let's go to aid, and I rush off. You you rush ahead. Uh, the cave, there's a smaller tunnel, uh, but it opens up after just a few paces. You are in a very large room uh, that appears to be just open and wide, no nooks and crannies, nothing in the way. Uh, and you see, it, pretty ah. much dead center of the room, four humans. What's the status of the humans appear to be? Uh, they appear to be terrified, and they are the ones crying for Are they looking at anything in particular? Anything terrifying? Besides me. Why don't you give me a... Per- 
<laughs> Why don't you give me a perception check there, buddy? Can we all take perception checks at this uh, juncture? Yes, oh, you can. That's a s- 17 from Quest. 14 for Bra. I'm staring at the rocks. <laughs> I miss rocks. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys see that these four people in the room are huddled together in fear and terror. They are all staring up at the ceiling. I want to look up at the ceiling. Hey, uh, we're, we're looking for some lost uh, villagers. Have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know any? As, you don't seem lost, as but Bra, help us find them. <laughs> as Bra asks this horribly obvious question, the villagers scream in terror, <gasps> and anyone looking up at the ceiling suddenly sees a uh, a large spider jumping down and leaping at the survivors. Fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said spiders. Bro, don't do spiders. Too many legs. I was about to say, Matt would, would shit his pants, but Quest, he's cool with it. Whatever. I'll fuck up a spider. Uh, yeah, you, you see in a quick moment, uh, descending from the ceiling quickly, a, a spider about the size of a human, pincers snapping, uh, dripping with venom, approaching these four survivors in front of you. And you get the briefest hint of movement out of the corner of your eye, and you're pretty sure there might be more than one of them. Oh, no. Is this, Initiative. Uh, is this something that I, is within distance that I could jump off the ledge and kind of like football tackle the thing out of the air? Yes, because that's awesome. I rolled Do a it. one. I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, well, so much for awesome. I'm still mad about the whole the whole uh, bra thing, so I, I'm not, clearly not focused on my on my long jump. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll give you something, though. I will let you connect with the spider and knock it away from the survivors, but you are going to be pinned underneath it at the start of initiative. All right, that's fine. And I'm, while I'm doing it, I'm singing Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. And I will also give you, I will give you a point of uh, advantage for that. Okay. Because that was pretty cool. But everyone give me an initiative check. Eleven. Five. Twelve. I got a five. All right. Bra, what is your dexterity? Uh, no bonus. Quest, what's yours? Uh, one. All right. Uh, Bruthwall, you started off. Wow, that's really sad. Right for twelve. Okay, I uh will. Th- that's this. My strategy has been so effective to date. I'll continue it. Uh, back away slowly and we'll roll to hit it with the the inherent essence of. Terra, does 18, uh, 16 hit? Absolutely. All right. Which one are you targeting? Wait, there's more than one horrible spider descending from the darkness? Uh, as you are about to fire, your raven makes you aware that there are three other shapes flirting about the shadows. That's so sad. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get the one of the ones that's in the darkness, because I presume that my allies can't see them, given that I'm awesome at seeing in the darkness, and it's my native habitat. I got 12 points of damage against one of the points in the darkness. Did I kill the All darkness? Right. <laughs> you, uh, you put your hand up to cast your spell. You're actually pointing at the one that is on top of Mundus in the middle of the room. And suddenly, just on instinct, you spin and shoot your magic off into the darkness of the cave. You hear a, th- a smack and a, a person-sized spider falls to the ground in the very classic on its back with its legs curling up above it, totally dead. Good. I was really worried you were going to say a person-sized person, and I just murdered (laughs) one of the people we were trying to find. (laughs) These humans are trying to hurt these spiders. (laughs) Protect the creatures. Kill the humans. And, And Mundus, it is your turn. You have a giant spider on top of you. All right. Would, uh... Is, uh, am I? Did I take any damage from the fall? You did not. Okay, I'm going to look at this thing with a big grin on my face, spit in its face, and then whack at it with my axe. Go for it. That's going to be a 15 to hit. Correctamundo, you got it. Seven slashing. Okay, um, you connect with the spider, 
you you sink your axe into its side and actually shear off a couple of its legs. Uh, it it backs away from you uh, enough so that you can sit up. Uh, it's still very close to you though, uh, and it kind of it's kind of hissing and spitting um, with a an odd little shrieking noise. It is now Quest's turn. Okay, so the spider is off of Mundus. Brithwall sh- shot one out of the sky. I have seen the other two in the sky. You had a, a feeling that there were more shapes in this room, but you have not seen have, them. So the one that's on that was on Mundus is no longer on him, so I run less of a risk of killing him should I take a ranged attack. Okay, so I'm going to pull my shield and pull one of my javelins. And I'm going to say, people of Hayden's Ferry, do not fret. We are here for you. And I'm going to heave my uh, pylum right at the spider near Mundus. And you can have inspiration as well. Oh, thank you. Uh, That is a 16. Yep. Smacked him straight. Woohoo. Ooh, nine. All right. Uh, (laughs) um, Quest, you heave that javelin so perfectly you actually catch the spider right in between all eight of its eyes shove it back a little bit and pin it to the ground it twitches and dies yes the the four I like sting uh the four prison uh four survivors uh that were there are still shrieking in terror but they give out a little shout of huzzah <laughs> uh and it is bra's turn so are there any spiders left? There's lots of spiders. At this moment, there's none that you can immediately see, but you could certainly make a perception check. Okay, I will do so. A natural 20. <laughs> wow. Oh. There, 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 there. <laughs> I exa- see them all. That's take exactly what happens. Uh, you take a quick second to survey the battlefield, and your instincts just kick in, and you realize that flirting in the shadows, flitting about, uh, there are two more of these gigantic spiders. One of them is descending with a very jaunty tune. Uh, he, he probably has a nice hat on, maybe a monocle. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to reach up to my mask. And you know how, how I have four points that I can spend? I'm going to spend all four of them right now, and I'm going to fucking blowtorch the entire cave. Fuck this! All over the place. Are you serious? Yes, goddamn right I am. Can okay. I ask a quick clarifying question? This character has a mask too, Michael? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought you just, like, forgot which... Okay. No. Yeah, Michael has... Or I should say, Bra has a mask that is part of a sacred artifact of Bahamut. And it does all kinds of crazy things, and I forget exactly what they are. Even though I made it up, it's just been so long since I've done it. Well, like one point can change the type, one can make it longer range, one can do more damage. I'm doing them all. Like, I'm going nuclear. I'm going the nuclear option. So, uh, I think I do about four points or 46 <laughs> points of damage to the room at this point. <laughs> all right. Are you, are you aiming at least up at the ceiling? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not barbecuing the, the hostages, but everything seven foot and higher is getting roasted. Okay. I believe your breath weapon had a reflex save. It is a deck save. Alright, what's the DC? Twelve. Wonderful. So you uh you raise your claw to your uh your helmet very much like Cyclops. <laughs> I was gonna say that's exactly what it sounded like. Um now I did you you're what type of dragon are you again? I forget. I am a gold dragon, so I normally shoot lightning, but I'm change I'm using one point to change it to fire, one point to change it to uh increase the range, and then two points for damage. Gotcha. Okay, so you you belch fire out of your mouth. As you normally do, it suddenly explodes and blossoms into this uh fireball that just it looks like a fire dragon. The three of you suddenly just feel heat and air whoosh up above you. Uh, the four survivors scream and shriek and drop to the ground in terror. 
and a second later, two thunks hit the ground, and you can barely recognize the charred remains of giant spiders. They are not moving. Wow. My eyes are closed. I say, surely you have the, the, the fiery heart of, of Terra within you. All right, spiders are dead. You've got four survivors in the room. I'm going to stand up and pull the javelin out of the spider and tuck it in my belt and uh, shoot Quest a dirty look. Brother, please. These people were in danger. There were other spiders you could have hit. This one was busy eating me. <laughs> going to have to have a talk about boundaries here, fellas. <laughs> The, the four survivors are still screaming in terror. Uh, two of them are, are clasping onto each other, shaking. Tears are streaming down their face. Ah, but my friends, we're here to save you. We're rescuing you. There's no need to fear now. Your heroes have come. But yeah, we're still looking for those villagers, if you could help. <laughs> one, of the, one of the survivors uh, sobs and, and, and wipes away the tears from her face. Uh, thank you, thank you, but my husband went into the next room to look for help, and he's never, he hasn't come back. I'm so worried. And she's pointing at another door, another cave opening uh, ahead of you. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.